Welcome back to yet another year of smoky college football picks with the Bandit. We're winding down these last awful days of August where we're sweating here, even in the recording studio. But I'll tell you, fall's right around the corner. And Bandit, that means we got some college football coming up this weekend. We sitting here, I supposed to be a franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. We sitting here, I supposed to be a franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. About practice. In my opinion, that sucks. Disgraceful performance. Playoffs. 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 Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. You want to drum? Then drum. We're talking about All right, practice, Smokey, let's, uh, let's get right into it. We're not talking about practice, as Alan Everson was saying. We're talking about real games here. So let's get into the Thursday night game. We've got uh, two bottom dwellers in the SEC, but it should be an interesting game. It's an interesting line. We've got South Carolina going to Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt's a four-point favorite. Are you surprised by the spread? I'm not. You know, you got a horrible coach there now in South Carolina this year. You... That's right. That's right, Mr. Mr. Muschamp. And, you know, it's funny, getting a SEC matchup first week of the season, you know, normally you, you, you lose one game and your season's over in the SEC, but for Vandy, I guess that's typical, so it's no big deal starting off with an SEC opponent. That's right, that's right. Let me tell you about Muschamp, though. I mean, he's, he's already trying to find ways to lose here at South Carolina. Um, I don't agree with this. He has not named a starting quarterback. He says he will not name one until the uh, kickoff or just before the kickoff. Um, what do you think about that? Not not naming a QB, and and ba- evidently both these kids don't know because nobody can keep a secret. So what do you think about that move? Knowing Will Muschamp's coaching abilities, he's probably going to have people call in and vote, and he's waiting for the last minute to see who wins and gets the most votes to start a quarterback for South Carolina. Well, it's it's really interesting because his choices are between the veteran uh, senior who's not very good, Perry Orth, and this freshman named Brandon McElwain, who is supposed to be kind of the future. So, I mean, if, if, if I know Muschamp, I predict that he's going to go with Orth, and he's going to try to actually win this game, because this is one of the few games that, that he's going to be able to uh, possibly win this year. Yeah, you know, Vandy, uh, they've got a, a running quarterback, but I, I think South Carolina's got a decent front seven, so even Muschamp shouldn't screw that up. And I just don't see Vandy flinging the ball against this South Carolina defense. I'm taking South Carolina actually to cover the spread, which might be one of the few times I pick them this year. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm on the other side of this because I just I just can't get behind Muschamp in an opener. You know, they were horrible last year. I don't think Muschamp. I think their defense gets better, but they were 94th in defense and 99th in offense. That's pretty bad. Soon, there's only about 120 college football teams. So, I mean, I like Vanderbilt. They have a very talented defense. Um, they return nine starters on defense, so I'm going to think that Vandy's going to basically bottle up whatever South Carolina's throwing at them, do enough on offense to score some points, and cover the four. Yeah. So that's – go ahead. Yeah, you know, I mean, much – you've got to remember how many awful games he lost at Florida. You might be on to something here, but I'm going to stick. I think Muschamp might have looked good at his I, – I, I should have looked at uh, his first two games when he coached at Florida. God, I hate saying Muschamp coached at Florida, but – 
I, I just Vandy. I just don't think they have that much talent on that on uh, their offense. I'm thinking South Carolina should be able to luck into a win by four. Yeah, South, uh, Vanderbilt's always been waiting for their quarterback Kyle Shermer to kind of uh, be, become the next star. They think that the kid's got a lot of talent. He hasn't showed it yet. Last year he was a freshman. Uh, second year, maybe he improves. It's time for him to step up, so we'll see. I think he's going to step up in this game, and I like going against a must-champ coach team that hasn't named a quarterback, but um, we'll see. This is this one's really anybody's game, so I agree with you either way. Um, it'll be an SEC opener. One of these teams will start 1-0, which will be good for them, uh, but it, it's a long season probably uh, for both of them going down the stretch. What did we lock the spread in at last what we checked? Um, last time on the spread, um, four points. Okay, yeah. Vandy, Vandy by four. Just wanted to make sure that uh, I wasn't giving more than four points because South Carolina might win by five. They might not win by six. Ah, that's a good. That's a good idea. All right, so let's go to the next game. We've got um, this one's got national title implications because a lot of people are picking Oklahoma to go all the way here and uh, win the national title. We got Oklahoma and Houston playing uh, in Houston at a neutral site. Um, Oklahoma is an 11-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, what do you think about this one? There was a lot of hype regarding Houston this offseason. Now, the question I pose to you is Houston might be good, but are they Oklahoma good? Here's the problem. Houston, uh, everybody's remembering the fact that they beat FSU uh, in their bowl game, and that was that was a great game. And, and I mean, frankly, Houston drew, you know, absolutely uh, killed FSU in that game. They won by two touchdowns. But they're, I, I think that they've kind of overshot themselves. I think that they, they had a big year last year. I think they're going to have some fall off. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on Oklahoma on this one. Um, you know, I can go through it, but, I mean, Baker Mayfield, uh, and he's got two great running backs there. And they got a pretty good defense. So I like Oklahoma. Yeah, you know, Oklahoma's got some big wide receivers. I don't know if Houston's defensive backs are big enough to keep up with them. I'm also on the Oklahoma side. I think uh, even big game Boob can't screw this up. It's the first game of the season. We know he likes to lose big games. But those are really bowl games he likes to lose. I'm taking Oklahoma to cover the spread as well. All right, so the first game we agree on there, we got Oklahoma uh, over Houston. A lot of a, a lot of the country likes Houston. They're kind of these, the, 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 like the new Boise State, like, ruiner darlings. I mean, what do you think uh, the, the rest of the season for Houston? I mean, they do play in, I guess, the Conference USA. You know, they play Louisville. They play a couple of other decent teams. What do you think they're going to do this year? Uh, I don't know. I'm up in the air, man. You know, it's the first week. I'm a little rusty. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I think, you know, I mean, it, 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 we don't know. We don't know what's going to come out of Houston. Most of the time they have a high-powered offense, but, you know, they had three uh, games last year where they had to come behind to win against some really bad teams. That was yeah. Louisville, Cincinnati, and Memphis. Normally you don't see Magic two years in a row. Uh, I don't think uh, Houston lives up to the hype of the offseason. And, uh, you know, I think probably by midseason they're not even in the national title picture. You know, they're playing in uh, – are they part of the Big 12 now, Houston? I can't keep up with – No, they're part of the uh, – I, I say Conference USA. I'm pretty sure that's that, that's what we're looking at with Louisville, Cincinnati, and Memphis. Okay. That's kind of their – that's their competition in that in that conference. So, um, you know, they, they should win a lot of games this year. I just I, – I don't think that they're going to beat Oklahoma in this one. I don't think it's going to be close. No, I don't think it's going to be close. And uh, I don't think uh, – like I said, I know some people are the – they're the Cinderella darling of some people. But like I said, Cinderella, normally it happens one year. It's rare – Although Boise State had it happen a few years in a row, I don't think uh, Houston is the caliber of those Boise State teams from a few years ago. 
You know, and, and in the Big 12, this this might be Oklahoma's year, if you think about it. You know, you're, we're not hearing much about TCU. We know where Baylor is as a program. <laughs> uh, we, we know where Texas is as a program. I mean, they could have a very, very easy year, um, relatively speaking, in the Big 12. And that that's part of the reason why a lot of people are picking them to go to the national title game. So you're suggesting Kansas State isn't a threat to them? No, neither is Kansas. No, I, I'm, I'm going to say either of those two are not a threat to them. Um, but I'll tell you what, sticking in the Big 12, we've got uh, a game that we've got to cover. We've got a lot of West Virginia listeners out there. Uh, we've got Missouri at West Virginia, uh, SEC Big 12 showdown. West Virginia's favored by 10. What do you think? My question to you is, can Missouri's offense actually do anything? They were horrible last year, and, and my guess is no. They, they haven't really improved at all on offense, and they still have Drew Locke. No. No. You know, West Virginia's defense is uh, sneaky good. They're sneaky good, and I think they're going to stifle a very bad Missouri offense. And I think uh, West Virginia should cover this game by 10. And if they don't, it's going to be a long year for the Mountaineers. Yeah, it's, it's kind of tough. I mean, the West Virginia had so much talent last year. And if you, if you look at it, they lost uh, – they had a really good running back, Wendell Smallwood. Um, he's kind of – you know, guys in, in NFL fantasy football right now are picking him for dynasty leagues and things like that. And then they lost. They had a, a first-round uh, safety uh, go, Carl Joseph, who was a first-round pick. Go, and, Carl uh, Joseph. Carl, Carl. Did I just call him Carl? I thought I heard. And uh, we're we're recording uh, with some new equipment here, so maybe we should go back to the old equipment because I thought you said go crawl. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I said Carl Joseph, but maybe maybe I, I butchered that name. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind for this game is they've got a bunch of defensive players who are either suspended or are going to be out with injury. So they've got a couple of defensive linemen, a linebacker, and um, actually on the offensive line, got the name Adam Pankey. He got uh, arrested for a DWI, and he's suspended for the first game. Yeah, you know what these week one suspensions tell me? It's like the little slap on the wrist that, oh, we can win without you, so this is when your punishment's going to be. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Now, I, I guess that backfires if you if you schedule a big game for the opener. But for the most part, you have a cupcake. You know, frankly, Missouri's not that great of a team. And I agree with you, though. West Virginia should be able to handle this game. They have enough firepower on offense, good enough defense, and Missouri just stinks on offense. Um, West Virginia should clear the t- the ten points. I agree with you there. Yeah. Now, West Virginia. The the big question is, will they score twelve, and will Missouri score? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Will Missouri, other than a field goal, will they get in the end zone? I think Missouri will score a couple field goals. I don't see them uh, going up and down the field, though. That's for damn sure. No. Um, all right, so we got another game that, uh, that that's, I think is interesting. I think this team's under the radar a little bit, and that's BYU. Um, you know, a lot of people were on Taysom Hill last year, and then he got hurt, and he's back, and nobody's talking about him. Um, good quarterbacks in this one. Taysom Hill for BYU, a new Solomon for Arizona. Uh, Arizona's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, who you like? Yeah, I believe – what's his name? Taysom what? Taysom Hill. Taysom, yeah. Uh, Taysom Hill. You know, he's big, he's mobile, and he's got a cannon for an arm. Things you like in your quarterback. Yeah, you know, There was a lot of hype on him last season when he got hurt. I guess he broke his foot in the first game. I believe they also have a running back who was suspended all of last year, who they're pretty high on. BYU's got a tough schedule this year, and if they don't win this game, they may find it uh, tough to become bowl eligible. So 
this early on is, you know, not that all the games in, in college are, are must-win, but this could be a must-win, and this could be a game that decides whether or not BYU is bowl eligible. The game's in Arizona's backyard, but I like BYU to cover here. Okay, I, I agree with you on this one. That's three in a row that we agree on. Um, here's the thing. There's going to be, you know, folks going to be on the quarterbacks in this game, but the running backs are really, really good. Here, I mean, on on BYU, I don't know if he was suspended last year, but Jamal Williams ha- needs like 900 yards this this uh, uh, year to be the all-time BYU rushing leader. And uh, the other guy on the other side is Nick Wilson. Um, both of those guys, I you know, I, I've used Nick Wilson especially in fantasy. I think that if you're if you're looking at a college game to load up on in uh, DraftKings fantasy football, you know, in college, this is a game to look at. This is going to be a shootout. Yeah, you know, Williams, he was suspended for a year, but it's BYU, so he could have been suspended for cursing off the field. Yeah, you never know. Or maybe he, he uh, maybe he drank a uh, some caffeine or something like that. Maybe he had a maybe he had a coffee. <laughs> they got him at Starbucks. <laughs> do they even have Starbucks in Salt Lake City? Oh, I, I think they do. I think they do. We'll, we'll we'll see. Somebody can tweet us in on that, and I'll tell you what. Why don't you give them the uh, the Twitter handle? We're going to be really active on Twitter. Hopefully this year. Uh, go ahead and give the the listeners that uh, that info. Yeah, you know, uh, you could tweet us in or email us. Uh, old school. You could tweet us in at Smoky Bandit CFB. That's Smoky Bandit College Football Baseball. Or you could send us an email at Smoky and the Bandit CFB. Nope. Smokey and the Bandit at yahoo.com. All right, they, people are completely confused about what our what our uh, handles are, but I'll tell you what, the Twitter handle is the important one, and that is uh, Smokey Bandit CFB on Twitter at Smokey Bandit CFB. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, one thing I wanted to introduce this year, we always do the lock of the week. Not, neither of us have locked in a game yet, and we're going to do 14 games. I'm going to put 12 of these in a progressive. Will you do the same thing and put 12 of these picks in a progressive? I will do that because I went to Gamblers Anonymous in the offseason, and now I'm no longer going. All right. I want to I offer you one other thing that we're going to do a little bit different that, I, that I'm, I'm thinking about doing. And you know we have the lock of the week. I want to see if we want to do a block of the week. In other words, you pick a game. I disagree with you. I say that I'm blocking you, and I'm, you're definitely going to be wrong about it. Okay, now I'm confused. <laughs> okay, so so we've agreed on like three straight games. If like the next game we disagree, and I want to say that that I'm I'm doing like an anti lock, right? like, I'm going to say you're definitely not doing it. What do you think about that? Sounds like a plan. All right, all right, we'll try it. We'll try it. All right, so the next game's a huge game at Lambeau Field. Um, we got LSU and Wisconsin. A uh, little surprised by the spread. LSU's a ten point favorite. What do you think? You know, one thing we need to point out is the former, I believe it's Wisconsin defensive coordinator, is now at LSU. So he might know a little something about that Wisconsin team. He might know a little bit about the way they play defense. That's Dave Aranda uh, over at Wisconsin. He's now the defensive coordinator at LSU. Um, they might have some inside info. Uh, it does that does that bode well for the Tigers? I think it does. You know, Leonard Fournette is a Heisman front runner. I don't think he goes for two hundred here, though. I don't think he's going for 200 yards against Wisconsin, who should have a okay defense. Yeah, I agree with you. They, they'll have an okay defense. The question is, is how, how much of it was Dave Aranda's, uh, uh how much was it his system? Was it a system defense? So they didn't really have any great like NFL prospects or anything like that. Um, they've returned a decent amount of talent. They were the number two defense last year. Uh, we're going to have to see. I think Fournette has a big game. 
I think that he's going to uh, want to kind of make that Heisman statement uh, in the first game. And, you know, I, I kind of like, I kind of think Brandon Harris, the QB at LSU, is going to do enough to manage the game. Hopefully he's matured a little bit and uh, he'll be able to show them, you know, LSU is another, another team that people are saying, you know, could definitely challenge for the national title. Do you see Fournette going plus 200 in this game? Man, um, against Wisconsin's defense, Lambeau Field, but it's summer. Uh, yeah, I see him going over 200 really? in this game. I, I yep. do not. I do, like I said, I do not see him. You know, Wisconsin's going to want to ground and pound the ball here. They're not going to be able to do that against LSU's defense. The question here comes down to, what's it, an 11-point spread? Uh, it's a 10-point spread. 10-point spread. Can Brandon Harris make two big plays? That's all he's got to do. I see Yeah, all he has to do. I mean, that, that breaks the game wide open. And I, I, and I think if LSU gets ahead, they're, they're going to stay ahead. I don't think Wisconsin can come from behind in this game. I think LSU's defense matches up well with, with their kind of one-dimensional uh, running attack that they want to do at Wisconsin. Um, they got Corey Clement, uh, who's coming back, and, and they just don't have any cl- uh, playmakers at QB and wideout. Um, you know who their QB was last year? Do you remember this? Who, at Wisconsin? Yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, wasn't it Russell Wilson? <laughs> it was not Russell Wilson. Joel Stave. Remember that guy? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I do not remember Joel Stave. I think you're making things up now. Okay, okay. You probably know him as Stave or something. Like S T A V. Yeah, Joel Stave. But no, Stave is. Um, he's by the way possibly going to be the quarterback in Minnesota. You know, for the Vikings. It's funny because they got LSU's got Wisconsin as a Week One matchup. This could be the weakest defense LSU sees all season. That's very true. That's very true. If they if they have a fall off from last year's uh, team, LSU, I mean, I, I would say that when LSU plays, you know, somebody like, uh, uh, I'm sure that they have a, a directional Louisiana to play. Yeah, that's that, that true. Will be, will be an easier defense. Here's my but, uh, another question for you. For sure. G, since it's Lambeau Field, do you see Brendan Harris going all Farvian against Wisconsin? I do not see him going all Farvian. I don't know what even what that means. <laughs> you know what it means. Farvian. Farvian. Uh, Farvian. I'm not. I'm not following. Brett Favre was a quarterback in the pros. I know. You're saying is he going to be really good, or is he going to like text a picture of his you know what to somebody? Text a picture of his junk. Be <laughs> be diving and underhanded throw for an interception, like when the other team's in field goal range in overtime. I guess the fortunate thing for Brendan Harris is. Both teams get the ball in overtime here, and I, like I said, I think LSU wins this game. I wouldn't be surprised if they win by 20. Yeah, I don't think it's going to overtime. I'm going to tell you that. Um, famous last words, but uh, when you said Farvian, it, could just, it was just such a wide net, man. It's just so many different things that could be tough, tough, tough to answer, tough but, to answer, but it is Lambeau. You know what sucks about this game being uh, in the summertime at, at Lambeau Field? There's no frozen tundra. You you don't get to have uh, what was the Giants coach name that's no longer their coach? I'm Coughlin. Remember when they were playing Green Bay and his face looked like it was going to fall off? It was so red from the. Do you remember that game? Yeah, I think Tom Coughlin regularly looks like that though. I think that his natural look is to to look like he's uh, getting ready to absolutely uh, have steam come out of his ears. Yeah. So I, I think combined with the with the frostbite at Lambeau, that was a bad look. I do remember that, though. Yeah, no. So that's the only thing I'll be disappointed we won't get to see during this game is is uh, the Mad Hatter in a frozen face like Tom Coughlin. Uh, I like it. I like it. Okay, so the big game, big, big game. We got uh, uh, Southern Cal against Alabama. 
playing over in Arlington, uh, where the Cowboys play. Alabama is an 11-point favorite. Uh, what do you think about this one? I think I think we're both thinking the same thing, but let, let me know. I'm going what, what second you, level research here. How impressive is that? Second level. I don't, I don't even know. What, I don't. I didn't know that you did first level. I, research. I know, man. It's it's week one, man. I got all geeked up for the podcast. Did you know USC has won 18 straight openers? I did not know that. It, will this be 19? Part two. Alabama has won 12 straight openers. Guess what? USC's best win was against Minnesota in those openers. This ain't no Minnesota. Alabama is going to crush USC SEC style. Oh, gosh. We agree on, on five straight games. It's a son of the apocalypse. Um, I agree with it. I mean, USC's got Clay Helton as their new coach. They didn't go with a flashy choice. Um, their best player on offense is a wide receiver named Juju Smith-Schuster. I just love saying that name. Juju Smith? Juju, Juju Smith. I, 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 I like to say Schuster, too, with it. Uh, but Nick Saban, I mean, it doesn't matter who plays quarterback. That's the whole question. Is it Cooper Bateman? Is it Blake Barnett? Who knows? Doesn't matter. It probably doesn't. Um, here's a guy you're going to hear about, and that's the running back, Bo Scarborough. He's going to have a big, big year. So get ready to, to hear about you know the next uh, Alabama running back. But, yeah, I agree. They've got, they, they, they returned a lot of playmakers at Alabama. A lot of people don't know this. They, they, they have their starting wide receivers. They have a solid offensive line. I mean, I, I just don't see well, it. When you're I agree. Five yeah. deep at every position, it's easy to return a lot of talent, you know. And I'm going out on a limb here again. Max Brown will not see a tougher defense all year than Game One. I agree with that. I agree with 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 that. Max Brown for for the listeners is SC's quarterback. Uh, this is going to be the toughest defense that he sees. That's that's absolutely true. And it's a very, uh, very, very, very difficult test for him. I, I could see this just turning very ugly. I'm surprised the spread's only 11. It almost seems like a gift. I'm gonna, but, I'm gonna even predict a Mark Sanchezian college football performance out of Max Brown. Pardon me. So you're saying a, a, you're, you're saying the the butt fumble is is in is in play. Is in play. You know, Sanchez was a pretty good college quarterback. He's looked like dog poo at the pro level. So I'm predicting Max Brown is going to look like the pro Sanchez, not the college Sanchez in this game. Okay, and, and if, as if Alabama didn't need enough motivation for this game, did you hear about what the, the South, uh, Southern Cal bookstore was printing, the, the shirts? Did you hear about this? Was it uh, Roll Tide? Uh, it was Roll Tears Roll in the uh, uh, SC colors. Just absolutely trolling uh, Alabama. I don't think you need to poke the sleeping bear on this one. By the way, that's like the worst smack talk ever. Roll tears, roll. Yeah. It, it just doesn't. If sound I'm right, at Alabama, right? I'm like, really? That's the best you could come up with? <laughs> yeah, they probably it probably didn't provide that much motivation because they just probably didn't take it seriously. Well, look at so where, I agree. Look at where UC, where's USC located? Uh, that would be Southern California. And technically, they're in Los Angeles. Right. What is Los Angeles known for? What industry? Acting. Movie business. Right. There's no creativity coming out of Hollywood, and there was no creativity putting into that smack talk. That's right. The SC Bookstore, you can do a hell of a lot better, i got to say. Come, come up with something better. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty lame. I agree. And um, this is going to be another Alabama just thrashing. I, I don't see this being a big game at all. I think it's going to be over by halftime. It's like coming up with a T-shirt that says, we will, we will rock you. 
Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's just wrong. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we've got a game on, uh, we got Labor Day coming up, so uh, we get some college football on a Monday. One last thing i got to go. It, it, it's not like that minor league team that came up with the Alex Rodriguez juice box. Now, that's creativity. That is creative. When you have Alex Rodriguez juice box day, you're, you're, you're definitely thinking outside the box. Exactly. Pun intended. All right, so on uh, on Labor Day we got a game, uh, so we we got a good weekend here. There's actually a Sunday game that we're going to cover too briefly, and uh, the Monday game is Ole Miss and Florida State. Um, Florida State's a four and a half point favorite. Uh, Ole Miss was a pretty damn good SEC team last year. What do you think about this one? I'm going next level research again. Oh no! Oh no! I didn't realize. Yeah, that that, that you're going to do that. What, what 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 is the stat now? It's my new thing this year, doing some research before we do the show, so I sound uh, fairly intelligent. I think you and I both like us some Chad Kelly, don't we? Um, yeah, yeah, I like Chad Kelly. Only problem is they got four underclassmen starting on the offensive line there. FSU is going to be feasting on that all day. You are so peeking at my notes. I have all my notes. Start four underclassmen on the O line. We must, I literally have that in my notes. We must get the same cliff notes for college football games. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Are you using bards? Uh, no, I'm not using that. I'm, I, I just go and read uh, uh, the local uh, school newspaper and stuff like that on that. But they, they lost a ton of talent, oh. Ole Miss. They did. Was it Laquan Treadwell? Laquan, who I have in our Dynasty Football League, and I'm very upset that I didn't go uh, Sterling Shepard because now Teddy Bridgewater is gone and – not that I was that high on Bridgewater to begin with, but I think I wasted a pick. And Joel Stave may be throwing him the ball, which which is going to be its own kind of debacle there. So and then he sucked Cody, in Wisconsin, and now he can suck in Minnesota. That's right. That's right. A- absolutely. Uh, when they're talking about uh, trying out uh, Christian Ponder, you know that things are, are are bad in Minnesota. By the way, great reference considering we're talking about Florida State. That's right. That's right. I, hey, you know, it all comes full circle. And and I'll tell you what. Um, Cody Core's gone too. He was a pretty good wide receiver at Ole Miss as well. Everybody remembers Laramie Tunsil and the gas mask and the the twit the Twitter pick or whatever right before he was drafted. Um, he fell a bunch of spots, and then they lost on defense. Robert Kindichi, uh the most important possible name to spell. So a lot of talent left Ole Miss. What do you think about this game? I think Delvin Cook be coming back, and he's gonna run wild all over Ole Miss. All right, I agree. Dalvin Cook is definitely, and you could just call him Delvin, but that's okay. I thought he changed it in the offseason. <laughs> okay, no problem, no problem. No, it's still Dalvin Cook. Uh, they return all offensive starters at Florida State. Everyone. They return everybody. That's, uh, and, and, but they only got half their defense back. No, they got Which a new quarterback. They, they do have a new quarterback. They, uh, I, I thought they had uh, the same, same QB that they had before, De- DeAndre Francois. I thought he was, uh, this was his first year playing. Oh, I, th- I thought I, I think that he was on the team at least. I don't know okay. if he was the starter though. Let's Not let's just let's confused with Ricky Francois of LSU fame. <laughs> that's that's absolutely right. But I'll tell you what, I love Florida State in this game. Uh, they're uh, they're going to cover this four and a half easy, in my opinion. Uh, Ole Miss is getting the SEC nod. Hugh Freeze, did you hear about this uh, this motivational tool that Hugh Freeze used? in the off season? I believe it was doing the uh, naked mile like an old school with the entire team. No, he didn't say that he's going to go streaking. Oh. He he actually held his own funeral. <laughs> was it a Viking funeral? <laughs> it was not a Viking funeral. It was this whole like 
he was trying to put this concept out there where it's like the you know you live and die by by your teammates and all the stuff and he he basically had a mock like fully I don't know how much old Mrs. athletic program spent to basically host a fake funeral. What's more pathetic? But, uh constantly checking how many Twitter followers you have or holding your own fake funeral to see who shows up. Fake funeral to see who shows up. Absolutely. And Hugh Freeze has just had a horrible off season. Uh, all the embarrassment with with what's been said by some of his players in the NFL, with with the draft and some of the issues that have come out from people saying that they've gotten paid uh, to to every every type of issue. I mean, certainly there's going to be a number of NCAA inquiries into the program. It, I, I just I, I see this as a as a horrible opening game for them. It's a hungry Florida State team, and I'm making it my lock of the week. Ooh, locking it up. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. All right. I am absolutely locking it up, and uh, we we have agreed on, on basically six straight games. So we're going to go to uh, some other games that are happening around the world of college football, and we're going to start with uh, Kansas State at Stanford. Stanford's a 15-point favorite. It's on Friday. Uh, who you like? I'm sorry. Which game was this? Kansas State at Stanford, uh, Stanford by 15. Yeah, you know, uh, McCaffrey coming back, got to be uh, top three Heisman frontrunners. I'm a big Ed McCaffrey fan from back in the day. I think McCaffrey runs wild. Uh, If Stanford doesn't cover this game, it's going to be a long year for them. I'm taking me some Stanford. All right, I agree with you there. Uh, Six games in a row that we agree on. All right, UCLA. Uh, against Texas, I think this might be a neutral location. Uh, Texas A, I'm sorry, UCLA at Texas A and M. Uh, Texas A and M three point favorite. Who you like? Yeah, this is your favorite quarterback, Doctor Rosen Penis. Oh, by the way, I agree with you on Stanford. If I didn't, mention oh, that okay, already. I Go thought ahead. I heard you say that, but the okay. listeners might want to hear you say that. Yeah, no, uh, I, you know, this is uh, Doctor Rosen Rosen. Uh, it's a tough road trip for UCLA. Um. This should be a point fest, I would think, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's, it's not a lot of defense. I think is going to be played. Openers, Texas A&M, they typically light it up, and they and some uh, star emerges. So, I mean, it's in College Station. It's a it's a road trip for UCLA, but they're ranked, and Texas A&M isn't. But A&M still getting the three points. Yeah, and you know Rosen, I heard that he's the most hated player on the team. So, I, I you know I I think Texas a and is going to win this. I'm going to take me Texas A&M. All right, man. I'm gonna go ahead and disagree with you here, and I'm gonna make this my block. So um, I'm blocking you here. You gotta rise above it. Mm-hmm. You gotta harness in the good energy, block out the bad. Harness energy, block bad. Mm-hmm. Feel the flow, happy. Feel it. It's circular. And um, and that's the anti-lock. I think that you're gonna you're gonna lose this game, and I'm gonna take UCLA here. I think uh, Rosen. Uh, might have a, a big enough day here and, and just enough. And I like the fact that they're getting three points. Could be a one-point game and uh, still cover the spread here. So I like UCLA. Yeah, I don't like uh, A&M enough to block you. <laughs> okay, you don't like them enough to block me. Let's see if we disagree on another game and give you another chance to block. Um, got Georgia at North Carolina. Georgia's a three-point favorite. Uh, who you like? I mean, wasn't North Carolina the team that could barely score like six points last year a game? I remember them not being very good, but I, I think that they they have improved substantially in the off season. But you know, Georgia's a team that a lot of people. I'm surprised by the spread that it's that it's three points. 
Um, who you like? I like Georgia to cover this game. I don't know a lot about Georgia this year, but I, when I hear Georgia, North Carolina, I say give me the Georgia Bulldogs. All right. I, I just do not like the fact, you know, anybody who listened to the podcast last year knew that I had called that, that Rick was going to be out at Georgia well before it happened and, and that, that he would go to Miami, which both of those came true. Um, I, I don't like the the move. I mean, they got Kirby Smart over at Georgia. Uh, North Carolina, I, I just got a feeling about this game. I'm taking North Carolina. Perfect. I am going to block. You got to rise above it. Mm-hmm. You got to harness in the good energy, block out the bad. Harness, energy, block, bad. Feel the flow happy. Feel it. Oh, it's circular. Taking the block on North Carolina. I like it. I like it. All right. Um, next game. Uh, our Florida Gators. Uh, both of us are, are Florida alums. All right. UMass coming to town. The mighty, I don't know, what are they, Minutemen or something like that? Uh, Florida's a 36.5 point favorite. Who you like? You know, I don't know if the I'm pretty sure the kid graduated. They had an exciting receiver last year at UMass that I can't remember his name, but I remember taking him in DraftKings a lot. And uh, 36.5 points, an awful lot of points for Florida. I don't know what to think of this Florida team. Um, You know, who knows how good they're going to be on offense, on defense. They lost a lot of talent. First week, though, I can't go against Florida in the first week, so I'm going to take the Gators to cover. All right, I'm going to disagree with you. I I think it's too many points for a brand-new quarterback in uh, Del Rio's kid. Uh, it's going to be the Brandon Powell show. I really think Florida's going to lean heavily on Brandon Powell. He's he's going to. I think he's going to have a huge year. Um, but UMass, they're not very good. Thirty six and a half is a lot of points, though. I just I just can't take Florida to cover this. So I'm going to take UMass uh, to cover. Yeah. Yeah. No. All that's, right. That's, that's that's might not be a bad pick on your part. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of points. I so, won't be so putting we'll, any of my we'll personal money on this game. That's for certain. You know, it, 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 there's one game here. I mean, I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet my lock straight up. And I'm going to put the others into a progressive, and this is probably going to be the one game that drops out of the progressive because we've got 14 games. I need 12 for the progressive and one to bet straight up. So, yeah, this game probably falls out for me. Uh, don't want to bet against the Gators on this one. Um, all right, so we got Southern Miss going to Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky, oh, who knows how good they are. This is just kind of an interesting spread, six and a half points, Kentucky's favorite. Who you like? Yeah, unfortunately, I did zero research on this game because I, I just didn't get the chance to. And when I hear Southern Miss Kentucky, I got to take Kentucky uh, minus the six points. You know, hopefully they could. Uh, if Kentucky can't win this by at least a touchdown, that tells me at least Florida is going to win one game. Yeah, and I, and, and I did not do any in-depth research on this one either. And I'll tell you what, Southern Miss, I just have a recollection that they weren't very good last year. They struggled to score points. I believe that's right. Uh, Kentucky. I, I'm I'm with you there. I agree. Uh, Kentucky should be able to win this. Um, we got Clemson at Auburn. Uh, interesting. I mean, that, that's kind of a big game uh, uh, opening the season. Uh, Clemson's an eight-point favorite. Who you like? This is simple. All you have to say is two names: Deshaun Watson, Sean White. Sean White uh, is the quarterback at Auburn. One career touchdown. Clemson. Huge expectations, returning a ton of people on offense. I think Clemson slaughters Auburn. And this will be the first game of the last season of Gus Malzone at Auburn. Okay, you haven't locked in a game. Have you locked uh, no, in a game yet? Nope, nope. I know. I know what I'm doing here. Okay, okay. Just, just make sure you didn't lose track of it because we only got one more game in the show after Ooh. this. Um, but I do agree with you on Clemson. 
a ton of talent. They should be uh, absolutely pissed off that no one's really, you know, they returned a lot of players. They got to the national title game last year. Um, they, they're definitely going to, they're going to have Dabu. Dabu's going to have a chip on their shoulder. And uh, I think that Auburn just comes into this game with not a whole lot, and Clemson should be able to cover the eight. So I agree with you there. Um, the last game, we got the church playing on Sunday. This is a Sunday game. Notre Dame at Texas. Notre Dame, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you like? You know what the score of this game was last year? Uh, no, no, I don't know that. I don't have that information. Well, first off the again, what's the spread again this year on this game? Three-and-a-half. Yeah. 38-3 Notre Dame. Has Texas gotten 30 points better since last year? Hell no. No way. No way. Malik Zaire, I believe. Am I pronouncing his name correctly? Because I like to butcher names. You did a pretty good job. That's that's spot on. He's going to go all rumble in the jungle against Texas's defense. Lock it up. Notre Dame for the lock of the week. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Wow, well, I cannot anti-lock you here. I already did that. I am certainly not taking Texas. I completely agree with you. Um, I just hope that those Notre Dame football players aren't distracted by having to play on Sunday uh, instead of being in church. Uh, but I agree with you here. Notre Dame, I had no idea that that, that, that game last year was 38-3. to yeah. Is that what you said yep. it was? Yep. Good night. I'm not surprised that Texas scored three points, but I'm, I'm surprised that Notre Dame just had that uh, that, that much offense against them. But um, other, that is my other second is, level research yeah. on this game. Yeah, Notre Dame was a fringe playoff team for last most of last season. Was Texas a fringe playoff team for most of last season? No, no they they weren't even a fringe contender in the Big Twelve. No. last season. Yeah, it, it, I, I don't understand the spread. I mean, there must be something that that is uh, looming large. Uh, Very surprising and, spread. That's what caught me off guard. That's why when you were like, you haven't locked up a game yet, and I'm uh, waiting. I, I actually read the notes before the podcast this time. My, oh, he was ready. My new thing. He's ready. All, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, man. That 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 does it for for week one's podcast. And uh, you know, got some great great games. Got a long football weekend. Uh, looks good. Give you the last word. Yeah, tweet us in uh, Smoky Bandit CFB on the Twitter. And uh, let us know uh, what your lock of the week is. And uh, we're excited to be back for yet a third season of Smoky College Football Picks with the Bandit. And we are out. We sitting here. I supposed to be a franchise player. And we in here talking about practice. We sitting here. I supposed to be a franchise player. And we in here talking about practice. About practice. In my opinion, that sucks. practice man